Hey guys, Pastor Daniel with you for a couple of fireside chats, actually. Um, we're going to try something a little bit different for fireside chats. I'm going to try and um, split some of these subject matters into uh, smaller sessions. And so look for these to probably range around, I don't know, 9 to 12 minutes or so. And uh, it may take us a few sessions to get all the way through a subject, um, but I think they'll be a little bit more palatable, uh, easy to digest. And so we're going to do a few sessions on this idea of friendship specifically. Uh, but today I want to talk with you specifically about this concept, this biblical concept that we see all over Scripture about being known. Uh, in Psalm 139, it says to the choir master, Psalm of David, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. If we turn and read through Psalm 32 as David is talking to the Lord, it's really this, this psalm about being known, um, about you know being honest with God about our sin and um, what happens when we're not honest and, and when, when we feel like we're hiding something. And so there's this, this, this theme in the Bible about being known. Uh, in John 21, when Jesus is kind of pushing Peter, right? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He keeps asking this question. And Peter gets frustrated and he, he finally yells at Jesus. He's like, Jesus, you know everything. Meaning like, you know me. Why are you asking me this, right? This idea that, that at our core, at our deepest desire, we want to be fully known and yet still loved. That's really actually the, the, the nature of the gospel, right? The nature of the gospel is that Jesus knows everything about us and yet loves us anyways. And there is something that is um, innate in the DNA, the soul of every human that desires to be completely known and yet kind of fears it at the same time. And, and this uh, concept that, that we see in the Bible of the gospel is that Jesus fully knows us and accepts us and changes us and loves us anyways. What a, what a, what a great concept because being fully known is both scary and, and it's also still our desire. We think about the desire of like a really intimate relationship, a spousal relationship. It's this idea to be fully known, to, to just completely know someone and be accepted and be loved. And, um, you know, in fact, in the Bible, uh, in, a, in, in a couple of translations, when it talks about the sexual imp intimacy, um, either between uh, spouses or even in other parts of Scripture where they're not married, when it says, it actually uses a phrase that he knew her as like the, the phrase for sexual intimacy. This, this idea that things that are really intimate are actually about really knowing someone uh, down at the core. And, and, and it speaks to this human desire. Um, and I, I, th I think if I'm, I'm just going to make a supposition here, but I think that part of the reason that is um, our desire, like let's just come forward to modern day, is that when you're not fully known or when you're not able to be completely vulnerable, uh, then there's some level of artificialness, like some level of guardedness, some level of not being able to be completely honest or 
uh, putting up a front or doing something artificial. And so in that case, the, um, the, the relationship, whatever it is, right, that, that we're referencing in this case has uh, – it lacks some sort of genuineness, right? It's not as – it's exhausting to hide something. It's exhausting to be somebody that somebody else wants you to be and not be yourself. It's exhausting to put on some sort of front. And so, of course, you know, at our core, we want to be known and yet loved, which is tough because there's times where we're like, man, I'm not, if you really knew me, I'm not lovable. Uh, why, why does this matter? What, why does this idea of being fully known matter so much? Not just fully known by God, but being known by others. Well, because this concept of being fully known and not having to be someone that I'm not or pretend that I'm better than I am or pretend that I'm doing okay when I'm not okay or any of those things. Um, this concept is really central to shaping every human relationship that you and I have. Our marital relationships, our um, family relationships, our friendships. And we talk a lot about friendship, but our friendships are fundamentally shaped by whether or not we can be intimate enough, like like vulnerable enough, authentic enough to be fully known. Um, and so I, here's my challenge, right, for this first session. Uh, consider that at the heart of the gospel, the center of the gospel, is that real peace, real satisfaction, real contentment is relationship with God. And that relationship with God in and of itself is promises a level of intimacy unlike any other because you can be fully known. I mean, we could keep going on the verses about how God knows the number of hairs on our head, how he knit us together in our mother's wombs, how he knew everything about every step we would ever take before we were even created, right? Fully known and yet fully loved. And, and there's this cry, this cry from David, search me, O Lord, know me, like, show me. Uh, you know, actually, let me fully know you, God, right? I, I desire that. I want to know you better. So that's at the heart of the gospel. Now, let's apply that to Christian friendship. How deep do our friendships go? How intimate are our friendships? Like on a scale of one to ten, okay, with ten being this like utterly honest about the deepest, darkest things that you've ever done. Like I just I can say everything about where I've been ashamed. I can I can talk about my mistakes and failures. I can talk about my greatest fears, my anxieties. I mean I could just lay everything to bear. How many relationships in that upper echelon of intimacy, that eight, nine, ten like level intimacy, do I have? Like just Pick out an index card or a piece of paper and just think, who am I that honest with consistently, like just all the time that, that knows me that well? And I maybe I know them that well, right? It's got two-way street. Uh, because there's a, there's a verse that we're going to come back to a couple times in James 5.16. that says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And my question about friendship is, how do you get to this level of friendship, 
how do you get to a level of friendship that is so deep that you feel like you can share anything? Um, that the idea of sitting around with that person or that group of people and confessing your sins and hearing theirs and praying for each other would not be abnormal or something that you would uh, have anxiety about all day long if it was approaching. I mean, something you would you would gladly, happily jump into a time, you know, a, a group, a setting, a, a meal where you could just talk and then get to the point where you could you could confess your sin to one another, your failure to one another, your fear to one another. Um, how many of those relationships do you have? How many do I have? I mean, I was sitting counting, like, okay, who 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 has that level of access to my life? Who do I who do I have that level of relationship in my life? Because the flip side of that, I'm just gonna remind you, the flip side of that is being guarded, being a bit artificial, uh, not being fully known, not being fully my myself and being able to talk about everything, being vulnerable. So I'd just like to consider those relationships, write them down, and in uh, the next time we, we get together for a fireside chat, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Appreciate you. Love you. Thanks.